What's up guys, Snake here from Hardwood Amino. Just want to let y'all know before we start this episode to go and check out and download Hardwood Amino. It's an app with like-minded individuals that love the sport of basketball and the NBA itself. And what you can do on there, you can create blogs, you can create polls, you can create quizzes. You can talk in chat rooms with different people um, from different locations around the world and really, really feel for their love and passion for the game and talk about pretty much anything. Doesn't even have to be basketball related. So I suggest you guys go and check out Hardwood Amino. It's available on the App Store, the Play Store on both iPhone and Android, both devices. So once again, there's two ways to download it. You can either go to the App Store and search Hardwood Amino and you can download the Hardwood app. Or what I recommend is downloading the official Amino app by searching Amino. Download the Amino app itself and then search Hardwood as soon as you download it and create your account. And therefore, you'll be able to access Hardwood that way. So once again, there's two options to download Hardwood. I suggest you guys go and check out the app. It's an app that I'm a part of and I love uh, to create blogs and do all that other stuff. So I really, really suggest you guys go and download it today. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And peace. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Hardwood Meadow Podcast. This is episode two. We're not going to go with the... Uh, with the full amount of episodes, because I'm not sure. Is it like 12 or 13, maybe? But season two, episode two, coming to you here with uh, my co-host, Cosmo. I'm your host, Snake. But first, before we get on to our special guest, Cosmo, how's it going, man? Uh, uh, episode. Yeah, man, second episode. I'm ready to do this again. I'm still, work- I'm still working on that uh, Sancho catchphrase. I, I, got some, I got some shit in the drafts, bro, but I mean... I'm telling you, episode, by episode episode four is my new goal. Episode four, I'll have a banger out for y'all. But for now, just what's up? All right, you you heard that, folks. Episode four, he'll have a a banger uh, intro going. But uh, yeah, uh, that's it for for us for right now. But uh, what's up, Loco? We got Loco, uh, Thunder fan, my fellow quack duck person. I guess <laughs> I don't know. What's up? <laughs> Leader on the app. What's up, man? What's going on, bro? Nothing much, man. Excited to have you on here. Uh, we've been planning this for a couple weeks. Finally got around to it. We had some pretty big, well, not so big technical, I guess technical difficulties if you want to if you want to uh, claim it that way. We had, we had that, those problems for about an hour here, but we got all yeah. set up. So. Yeah, this is part two of the Technological Issues podcast. Uh, nice if you got to tune in. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so anyway, uh, first question we always ask is, who is that one member that's inactive, that's no longer active on Hardwood that you find really cool or was really dope while they were on the app? Oh, man, you got to start off with this one. See, I was planning to do research for this question because I know you <laughs> ask, ask it every single time, but I just never got around to it. Um, Damn, coming up prepared, SMH. <laughs> I honestly no, no, it's fine, bro. It's fine. Yeah, I get it. Um, man, GBH. I mean, I feel like that's a cop out answer, but uh, it's a he was probably one of my first few friends on the app, and somebody that really helped me with my blogging and getting started. So if I had to go with anyone, definitely had to be with him. I mean, I'm mean, that's fine. GBH was a huge member of the community, so I mean, I'd expect that to be answered for a good amount of people, anyways. Like even yeah. with our even with our last guest like Will, like his first immediate answer was like GBA, so he's good homie. Right. 
Let, and that, let's talk about, uh, you know, you talk about, uh, what, what, wait, what was his name? <laughs> what was his name? GBH. <laughs> oh, GBH, GBH. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> um, GBH, uh, so that's a, that's a name that a lot of people, uh, I was afraid I was gonna mess up that name. I was I wasn't sure you were talking about it first. Bro, it's, three, it's three it's three letters, bro. Three letters. <laughs> it's not hard. It's, it's not like G B W. G B W. Wait, hold on. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, G B H. Yes, G B H is a is a name that a lot of people throw out there, especially early on. You know, coming up in the in the ranks of the Hardwick community, uh, he's someone that's that's helped me a lot. Um, again, sorry for not understanding who you're talking about, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's, let's go through. We, we did kind of the same thing for Will. Talk about Loco as a Goldie and Greenie. What was Loco like back then? <laughs> Me as a Goldie and Greenie, man. Yeah. Man, I joined the app in 2017 and, um, Damn, you old. <laughs> yeah, I joined in like the, uh, the early part of summer in 2017 and, um, I, I kind of got on the app for maybe a month and I got to like level mm-hmm. six. And honestly, I was so overwhelmed with everything that was going on. I kind of dipped for a while, like maybe four or five months. And I came back mm-hmm. in, in the winter of 2017. And that's when I really started, you know, getting involved in the community, posting blogs, that kind of stuff. Um, but back then I was just a troll, man. Like, <laughs> like I, was, I would be going around <laughs> trolling everybody, but I felt like that was kind of like how everybody acted then. So I was, Man, I was just following. Yeah. During winter 2017, during winter 2017, I was a leader of the gang. So we we we've been there, done that. Yeah, clans and all that. That stuff was that stuff was crazy. I was yeah, just following. Clans, gang, my bad. I I I in the crib, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean. And I was just trying to find my my place on the app because back then, uh, either you blogged or nobody really knew you. So I, I was starting to make blogs when I was a goldie, and it really just progressed from that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you talk about the blogging. What, what, what was your first blog? Cause I'm trying to look, I'm trying to look through here um, on your profile. Was it, uh, was it a Len? I'm looking at it. Is it, is it Len Bias? Yep. That's the Len one. Bias? That's the very first one. Very un uh, original topic to blog about, but I, I at the time I, I was mean, reading at, nowadays. Yeah. But at the time, like, I mean, I guess not. <laughs> like, I'm not really sure how the blogging tape of 2017 was. Cause I never really got into that stuff, but I mean, Hey, I mean, it was, it must have, I mean, I wasn't on, well, actually I was on, I was on September, 2017. So you're on the same, uh, but I didn't really get serious about it until the summer of 2018. But yeah, blogging was really, really serious. And, you know, as soon as I popped on the app, you know, first time and, um, you know, obviously a big part of the app, you know, t- to this day, um, not, not as big as a, a league like HFDL right now, but still a part of, you know, I guess Hardwood story, a big part of it. So, um, Let's just talk about, so I would assume, obviously, if you're part of, you know, you, you get drafted, you know, talk about your experience on Hobble and, you know, uh, I guess teammates you, you had, GMs you had, et cetera. Well, I didn't really get too involved with HOBL. I really got involved with HDBL, okay. which was the development league, <clears throat> because nobody really wanted me in HOBL at the time because I haven't really uh, proved myself at that point. So I went mm-hmm. to HDBL and – Bullseye, I don't know if you remember him, but he was my GM, and he helped me out a lot. Oh, yeah, I remember Bullseye. 
And I still remember, uh, I blogged about four games that season. And I just remember blogging and thinking how tiresome it is. And it took so long to make every single blog. And honestly, I got I got tired of it. So I didn't really make a whole lot of blogs outside of HDBO. Uh, however, I did get drafted to the Phantoms, which, funny story, I got drafted to the Uzis before that uh, when Slay was the GM. However, Hobble had the uh, redraft, as everybody knows, around that time. So I ended up going to the Phantoms under stats. And there I made a few blogs. But outside of that, I didn't really get too, too involved with blogging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Cosmo, go ahead, man. Go ahead. All right, so, look, as honest as everyone knows, you're a Thunder fan. But besides yourself, of course, who's, like, your favorite Thunder fan, like, you've ever encountered, like, on Hardwood in general? I'd say one of the, the very first Thunder fans I met was Times, uh, because we happened to be on oh, the same yeah, HDBL no. team. Um, yeah. So, really, we were the first two that I ever encountered being a Thunder fan. Uh, however, we we have a big fan base, actually, relative to all the other fan bases, at least. Yeah, y'all do. Y'all and do. it really just it grew from there, and I started meeting more people. Um, but Times was the original one that I found out about. Right. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Oki, too, that, that, that's crazy, because obviously, sorry to bring this up, but, like, KG kind of did leave before, like, Hardwood, like, you know. Took off. Like, became a thing. But I get... I gained a lot of respect for y'all fan base after that because I expected a lot of OKC fans to just like dip, but y'all stay loyal, man. Like I gotta, I gotta give y'all credit. Like y'all are a great fan base, man. Yeah. Was that sort of a when when Katie? Because I assume, I mean, there's there's some posts on Hardwood that get featured and just blow up. Like in terms of Katie leaving, I'm sure that post blew, blew up. Whoever's got featured, because I know I know everyone. It's like it, it's literally like like uh, like the. Uh, how am I going to phrase this? I guess everyone just kind of wants to get clout and try, try to get fame <laughs> yeah. with, with the news that comes out. And so everyone wants to get featured as soon as a, a big news line yeah. pops up. And so... Um, well, I mean, there was never anything really like that for KD because that was uh, obviously summer of 2016 and Hardwood didn't, like, you know, really become, like, public till like, November, like, December of 2016. But the biggest instance I can think of with that is when uh, DeMarcus Cousins got traded for the Pelicans. Man, that was... <laughs> That was a fucking shit show, bro. That shit blew up. <laughs> that was such a shit show. I think besides Prox or Elpo, that's still the most liked post in Hardwood history. Cousins going to the Pelicans. <laughs> like, that shit was yeah. fucking crazy. Like, if you look up DeMarcus to the Pelicans, besides that one post, you will see, like, hundreds and hundreds of other fucking posts trying to get, like, that clock, trying to get featured and shit. It was insane. Yeah. That That is crazy. Um, yeah. I definitely got, we definitely got to do some research on those, uh. Most like posts. Um, mm-hmm. I know, obviously, when Kobe, um, you know, I don't really want to talk about Kobe too much, but just when he, when he passed, I know that a, a lot of community support came, and uh, you know, yeah. I, also, yeah, yeah. I don't really want to pay t- too much attention to, you know, bad stuff, but just really, um, you know, opened uh, my eyes to you know how much community support we got. So that was that was cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, moving on. Because I think you're more a part of HFDL more than oh AD, for sure. If I <laughs> yeah, by a mile. Okay, so by a mile. Okay, so let's let's talk about HFDL, your experiences, and pretty much the same thing we went over with on on Hobble. But I, I'm sure you'll be a lot more detailed when it comes to. This oh thing. yeah. So um, to start, I I wasn't really a commissioner in the league, uh, but back then I was I was trying to get a commissioner spot for just any league I could to kind of build reputation up, you know. And I actually started with uh, right. Porzingod, 
uh, his he had a debate league. Oh, I love Porz, <laughs> man. Porz is my guy. He had one of the very first debate leagues on the app, and he invited me to be a commissioner. And it, that obviously flopped by now, but um, that kind of got me in the in the right direction for proving that I can be a commissioner in a league. And then eventually it came along. Me and Justin Fox have been friends on the app for as long as I can remember. He was a part of my first. Oh yeah, shout out yeah, Justin. Justin. Um, he was one of the yeah, very first friends FLD, I had. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's in HFDL. Go. Uh, yeah, he was the creator of HFDL. Him and Brian, they kind of came up with the idea, uh, made it happen, got the groundwork going, and I, I was becoming a GM for the league. Sleepy Beard, I'm sure you know of him. Uh, he was. He was one of the initial GMs. He was for the Wakanda Panthers. And he invited me to be the assistant GM of the team for season one. And um, he ended up leaving uh, shortly after uh, the draft, the inaugural draft. And I became the GM of the Wakanda Panthers. And for that whole season, um, Mm. it really wasn't us doing much. We ended with a sub-500 record. Uh, But what happened in that season is I became a commissioner for the league. And I I, I thought that was one of the bigger accomplishments at the time for me was being able to show that I could run a league alongside with two other great guys, Justin, Brian's still here to this day. So, and that's kind of how that all started. And I've been a commissioner ever since. Yeah, that's real well, dope. Just a question of the Panthers. If I'm not mistaken, y'all did have some names on that team. If I'm like, if I'm thinking correctly, y'all had points on there, like Ferg, like Dennis Smith, I think. Would that would all would all be correct? I think y'all might have had clutch for a bit, but I'm not sure how long he lasted. Um, yeah, we were we were dubbed like, the staff is... team because every player we got was practically on staff. So yeah, actually now that even like some other like now that I'm like actually like looking at like the wiki, like, even like some guys that like were like expecting the team like Brian and shit, like they ended up on staff right. regardless. So that must have been like an omen then. If you were on the season one with right, so Panthers, what... you were guaranteed staff. <laughs> yeah, I should have been on. I should have been on their team. Carried away through then <laughs> January twenty twenty, but it's fine. Right. So let's talk about well because you mentioned about HFDL becoming a league, but the whole idea about fantasy drafting initially, I think it came from HFS, didn't it? Or was it like how did how did fantasy drafting as a whole become a thing on Harvard initially? Um, to my knowledge, do you, know? uh, do you remember TMB chat, the most valuable chat? Are you aware of that at all? Well, it was kind of like the early version of chill chat. And I'm pretty sure the idea came from that chat and master and HFS and all those guys were doing it in that chat is what my understanding of it is. And it just kind of blossomed from there. And then Justin Fox obviously decided to make a league out of it. And here we are. Yeah. 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 So, and then also, I wanted to ask, um, because you mentioned Brian, and he's the big, busiest guy I ever know, I've ever known on Hardwood. I mean, the guy is so, like, I don't understand how he does it, how he runs so many successful things, so many great ideas. Can, can you just elaborate a little bit on, on Brian? Because, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Like, if you have some insight to that. Or, well, or Brian's kind of like the guy that goes and posts, like, literally everything. He's a workhorse. So, like, results, if you need him to do results, he'll do results. He does the player of the game polls now. Um, he used to do polls. Oh, my God. Uh, I do polls now. But basically every post that you see on HFDL, except for the polls, he makes. And then, 
like me and HFS are kind of the guys that deal with like the problems per se in the league. We're kind of the um, roles, like the problems where we, we kind of deal with all that kind of stuff, all the situations that we may encounter with teams. Okay. So, but Brian is that man that <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Like you said, but he just posts everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fellow heat fan like myself. Uh, that guy's you got to tip your hat off to him. He's a workhorse for sure. I want to ask as well. You 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 talk about all the problems within a, within HFDL. What's the what's the biggest problem that you had to fix up? <laughs> Funny because there, there's not really <laughs> one big problem. I'd say um, it's really just a lot of annoying problems at best that come along. What what's 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 one where you're like, oh god, like. <laughs> You just had to step in. Yeah, like not like... this shit again. Okay. Uh, this season, though, um, just speaking in terms of problems, I don't know how it happens, but every single game, I swear the insanity are involved in something, whether it be their fault or it's not. And I don't know how it happens, but they get annoyed with it. And honestly, I'm annoyed with it. Everybody's annoyed with it. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. They get involved in stuff that it's not even their fault sometimes, but it, it's just – they're a part of it. They're they're the the whole magnet for problems. It seems like for no reason. <laughs> Damn. If you can't elaborate, what would be like one like in three say like it was their fault, and then one where it's like a clear like they're not in the wrong like at all. Uh, last game per se uh, is one of them that it wasn't their fault at all, but they're facing the Sabers, and there was an auto pick situation where somebody took the wrong pick with the very first pick in the draft. And it just caused a whole bunch of drama in the game chat. And it wasn't even their fault. It's not, it's not anybody on their team. It wasn't their team that picked the ineligible player. But it just caused a lot of drama. We had to pause the game, get Brian in there and everything. It was just a mess. And then for one where they did start to um, shoot up. The, the whole problem, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, what Zay did, which uh, he basically was – I'm no, no, I'm somewhat familiar with. I'm somewhat familiar with it, but just for right. people so that don't know, Zay it. was a really big problem around midseason when we discovered that he started linking game polls, and you know, basically he's not even on a team, so it's like we can't even punish him like suspension. He's not in the league or anything, but he started linking insanity polls and telling yeah. people to vote and stuff like that, and they were all upset. The insanity were with. Um, Nothing happening to the game. They wanted to be judged. They wanted this. They wanted that. And basically, whatever we did, we felt like we couldn't do the right thing. So we just had to do what we felt was best. But they were really upset with that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> All right. So you are now leader on the app. And before that, let's talk about your initiation into the staff member process. And just talk to me a little bit about the whole process, you becoming – uh, a staff member and what really led up to you getting that position in the first place? Well, I think part of it, uh, because I joined the staff when Jacob was still the the head leader. He was the agent, right? right? So it was basically back then, it was a committee basically deciding, you know, all the active leaders, because back then not everybody on staff was active. I mean, that's just the truth. So everybody that was active, they, they basically went to Jacob and was like, hey, this guy's pretty good. And um, at that time, Will was kind of transitioning into being head leader. So Jacob, you know, there, there was kind of a, a give and take there. And Will was holding 
uh, applications, basically. Like you would send out, you know, a bunch of questions and you'd have to answer all the questions. Whoever the best candidates were, you would be considered. So I joined the, the staff when Master and all of them was joining as well. So I was part of that group. Um, and it helped at the time that a lot of people on staff I had connections with, such as Sleepy, such as Stats. Uh, me and Will had a good application going back and forth about things. And the, the whole process of doing that uh, just made me what I am today. I'm a curator at that point, and now I'm, I eventually got promoted to being leader. And uh, it's been that way for, it's almost been a year now, and August it will be a year, so still going strong. That's great. Uh, but uh, look, we kind of asked this. We kind of asked this to, like everyone that's like part of, like that we've had on here as part of like current staff already. But like, what do you think of like what do you think the current staff, man? Like, I know people kind of say like we have like a lot of people on here, but like, what are your general thoughts on us? <laughs> and, like, I think I it's. I think it's definitely better than what we had when we started. I mean, when we started, it was it was Will, it was HFS. Um, stats was kind of off and on, uh, sleepy was being inactive at the time. Um, but as we have it now, a lot of people are active. We have a great group of guys. Um, everybody's doing their part and that's what we needed. And we're doing a great part, part in, uh, promoting the app. We're doing a great part in managing the community and I'm thrilled with how things are going right now. So. Yeah, man, even in my opinion, the new, the, the new years that we brought, brought in, obviously, Bingo and Dar, and, like, they've been doing work for us, too, so I really like them a lot. Right. I'm really happy with how we've been running shit. Not not to glow, but I'm really happy with how, we, how we've been running stuff here. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's been great. Um, And Will was on here last episode, and uh, still got to put that up, but, um, but he was on here last episode, and he just talked about how having a – because – I think this is pretty much, and obviously we had the group with Proc before, and those guys, you know, some guys have, you know, come and gone since uh, with that whole entire, uh, I guess, Proc group. But also, since that Proc group, I think, and even even when even when Will was promoting people, he's always, I guess, went for a bigger staff. And now we have we're trying to get like a good amount of people, which is probably like around fifteen. Uh, is a good number, give or take. But um, I don't know. Your maybe your thoughts on stuff that uh, you know you you want to see us do. I don't, I don't know. Like your thoughts on the future of staff. Um, well, I think we made two great promotions. I like Bingo, like Darren. Um, it was just it was really hard to decide between the two. So I'm glad that we ended up promoting both. Uh, I think they're doing great as curators so far, and I think. Um, with more guidance and more time, they can eventually become leaders. Um, yeah. Uh, what we have now, though, is, I mean, you couldn't ask for any more, really. Everybody's active. Everybody's doing their part. And that's, that's really all you need. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's really all that needs to be said about that. And I think that we're doing a great job. I think that we all care about hardwood, and we have one common goal to grow the app uh, together. And, and I think we're all doing that. And, and that, that's what this podcast is for as well. It's to to share the experiences that Harwood brings and, and uh, you know, just trying to promote the app as well. So I think it's a, it's a great uh, movement that this is along with, uh, I mean, I want to bring up more stuff that Brian does, but Brian does the Instagram and all this other stuff. So, you know, yeah, with all the other, uh, and, and Bingo's done a great job. I, th- I think, and, and I really think Bingo's a great uh, curator because he's been doing, 
when I when I've haven't had time to do the TikTok, he's been on there. He's been doing. He's been running it and doing a great job with that. And I think Darren's done a great job as well. I think those are two great picks, and I'm excited to see what we do. Uh, you know, down the line with if we decide to add some more people. If we don't, then you know we'll see. Obviously, speaking of, speaking I, of the I TikTok, sorry, no, speaking of the TikTok, I'm not going to name any names, but I'm still to this day. Ever since you put up that thing, sick, I've still been getting people. PM to throw it back on the TikTok and shit. <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah, no, do you not remember? Oh my god! Do you not remember the top comment on there was UCF? Where it was like, I will only approve this TikTok if I see Cosmo hitting the low on there. And every fucking since I always get like, so like a few so times a day, like people's like, okay. so when are you gonna hit the when are you gonna throw it back on the TikTok? And I'm like, bruh, stop. Okay, so what's the so what's the status on that? Um, I mean, probably not unless like someone wants to give me like. 10 g to do that shit <laughs> i mean hey we'll we'll see if we hit a million members then i'll hit the wall how about that i'm not the world i'll throw it back I'll, if, we, if we have one million members i'll throw it back how about that how about how about if the round post gets the targeted you know what that too that too that too if that round post gets 2,000 likes you, you heard it here first i will throw it back on the harvest tiktok you heard it here first so listen i want everyone to listen to this podcast if you aren't, if you haven't liked that round post, go and like it. Cause, yeah, yeah. I mean, every every new member too, we we spam it on their wall to go like that post. So yeah, it's got it's got to hit it's it's it's, 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 it's part of it's part of hardwood culture at this point. Yeah, it's just become a part hardwood nature and and what we do. <laughs> yeah, like mission on hardwood. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyway, uh, Cosmo, you got anything else from the hardwood side you want to ask about? Because I was going to transition. Uh, no, man, not really. I think I think we get a transition for now. Okay, okay. Uh, I wanted to ask you because there's not much going on, uh, and and I think this this serves importance right now because of the time that we're in, because of this whole entire coronavirus outbreak. If you've been living under a rock, you might not know that we're in a coronavirus outbreak. But if you if you have been, oh, damn, really? If you have yeah. been, if you have if you have been. <laughs> out of a rock and out of your house, you do know that we have, or, or you should stay in your house. <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, stay you in your have, rock people. Stay yeah, in your rock. Stay in. But anyway, <laughs> you, you may know that we have an ongoing pandemic right now. And one of the big things is, and I wanted to ask this because it's, it's, it serves a big importance, especially with the timing of this pod. Uh, and recently the NBA has, uh, I guess, elected to, and this isn't official, but they're targeting Orlando. Uh, obviously, uh, close to me, close to Cosmo, as the home of the NBA for the rest of the season and to see what they're going to do. We don't know yet. There's several ideas of, on how they're going to finish out the season if they do proceed with the season. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on that because you are a Th- Thunder fan and they're on the cusp of, of making the playoffs uh, and they've surprised a lot of people, I think. But they're on the cusp of making the playoffs. But they're one of those teams that is like right there on the on the border of like maybe not making it. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that whole entire uh, local on that whole entire plan uh, with uh, Commissioner Silver. On the cusp? What? No, you guys are there. <laughs> yes, yes, you guys, yes, you guys. I'm not. I'm not have to stop you there. They're like right there with like the Rockets and like Nabs and shit. Like they they pretty much safe in the playoffs. Okay, but 
but they're, they are the to be fair, they are the six seed, but like they are the six like seed. there's there's a big difference from like them and like the Grizzlies who are like fairly I, I know, like I know, I know, I know, I know, but but still, I get what you're saying still, though, but like yeah, you, you gotta give more credit than I, that. I, I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> All right, maybe not on the cut. <laughs> Logan got like genuinely a <laughs> on the cut. Maybe not on like, the cut. What? Maybe I gotta maybe I gotta look at the game. <laughs> I love that shit so. I'm, much. I'm pretty sure <laughs> we're the, we're the fifth or fourth seed right now, and we're. Yeah, I don't know what seed exactly. I just know that y'all are like fucking fighting. Maybe maybe I need to update my uh my my NBA knowledge because I haven't been yeah. in the NBA for a good minute. But anyway, I still want to get your thoughts on the whole entire process that they're going through. So so yeah, we we're actually like we we could realistically get the second seed. Like we're only what like y'all are a few games out, but y'all schedule was pretty tough the rest of the year. I'm I'm gonna say that y'all get home court in the first round. I didn't though. even realize they were that. I thought they were like low key. This okay, yeah, I'm tripping. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. I thought I was tripping for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were like the seventh or eighth seed. Because last time I checked, they were like the seventh. But yeah, they moved up. Hell yeah, no. They, they wanted a big run since like Thanksgiving or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, it's crazy. Because at one point in the season, they were like 10 and 14. But now they like, they look in saucy. So. Yeah, okay. I'm tripping. Anyway, go ahead, Loco, with your thoughts on that, on the whole entire thing. Like, are you there? <laughs> Yo. Oh, I think he might. I, I think he might. I heard a little bit of noise and like background noise in his mic. Yep. What's up? For a bit, so let's... Yeah, you there? Are you, you good now? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so just uh, keep going with yeah what you're saying. So I I really think it's a terrible idea to bring the season back at the start, um, because I mean if you're continuing with the season this year theoretically you're pushing back every other season in the future and as fun as the season's been to watch as fun as all the storylines are and the narratives are it's i don't see the value in continuing this season at the sacrifice of all the other seasons continuing at a different time or the off season being shortened or you know whatever it may happen so if they come back with it uh i mean it's gonna be good to watch i guess but at the same time i don't think it's worth it to you know, push all the other seasons back for it. And at that, se- yeah, I kind of feel, I kind of feel you on that. Yeah, I right, feel yeah. that. What I just what I would do personally is like I think the NBA is kind of already doing it. I'm not sure though, but I would give the players from like now until July to just like, you know, get back in like shape or whatever, and then just start the playoffs like that. Like, cause like I don't know if I continue like what was left the regular season. I think we should just call this thing like what they are now. Like, I think that's just how it should be. But that's just my opinion on that. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, sticking, but sticking with uh, the like NBA's plans to open for Orlando, this is actually kind of like breaking. The NBA is actually planning to allow like limited family members of like uh, you know teammates and coaches to attend the games. Like, do you think it's a good idea? And like, if so, like how like how much like longer do you think this can progress until like we eventually just get fans back in the arenas and stuff like that? Well, I think hopefully the goal is to get everybody back in the arenas next season. Um, I don't see yeah. – I see if, they, if they're if they making a plan to come back this season, I don't see it where, you know, in X amount of games there's going to be people coming back. I think it's just easier for them to plan to not have all the fans come back for this season. But definitely next season, hopefully that's all back to normal. Right. Yeah, I feel like – because even before, like, the NBA officially shutting down, like, some teams like uh... – I believe the Warriors, their plans was to just start keep the games going, but with, like, less than, like, a 1,000 people in attendance, which would have been weird as hell, but... 
Yeah. I want to get your thoughts as well on the financial aspect of all this, because do you think that it's a good idea not to like, cause you, you think that it's that they shouldn't really proceed with it, but do you, do you think that, cause financial, I mean, yeah, mo- the NBA is a money-making machine when it's, you know, obviously when it's, when it's up and running and, you know, nothing like this is happening, but do you think that, like, what's your thoughts on the financial aspect of the whole NBA? Because, you know, with salary cap, it's affecting salary cap and whatnot. Right. Um, so it's going to be the same as what I thought earlier. I mean, as long as you can take a, a small time, you know, just a one time burn on something like money, you know, attendance, all that kind of stuff. It's worth it if every other season after this is back to normal. I don't see a reason for the short term gain uh, to to pursue this season and, you know, ruin everything else in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of see that, but I think in the short term for these TV TV deals, like it'll be like at least good NASA for the NBA. Because like, keep in mind, people are fucking bored, man. Like, and there's like nothing else on TV, like no other sport. So I mean, like when NBA comes back, I feel like a lot of fucking people, especially in like the opening week of it, will be like watching that shit like crazy. Right. Like I don't know. That's just me. Though. I feel like people think the NBA is making no money during this too, which I, yeah. I find preposterous. No, they're definitely making money. Well, no, they're definitely <laughs> making money <laughs> right. because like the TV, the TV, the TV deals are still there. If anything, they're probably stronger now just because like those networks need to make money and shit like off those yeah, games. I mean, they're still selling appear- apparel and stuff like that as well. And you got to keep in mind, yeah, merch is yeah, merch especially is like going through the roof now. You got to keep yeah, in mind all those YouTube games that they're putting up. They're making ad revenue off oh, that as yeah, well. That's true. Yeah, true. They are. They are. All right. Yeah. That. That's why I didn't dispute your. You know, when you talked about not bringing the NBA back, because I'm like, you know what? I mean, it is true. Like the that financial aspect is a big part of it. Um, if you look yeah. at the whole entire picture, but they're still. It's not like they're not making no money. I mean, the NBA is a much. I mean, the cap. The cap will still bleed a little bit just because fan attendance does make up like a lot, like the portion of like NBA revenue but like it's not like the NBA is going to go like bankrupt <laughs> right like, it's not, it's, it <laughs> right I mean it's still it's still popular than the other than the other sports that got suspended like baseball yeah and like again like and... yeah again like the cap will go down next year but like it ain't gonna be like something like something like super fucking like insane to where like max, a max contract now is only worth like 15 mil a year or some shit like that yeah yeah I mean my take is well I mean I made a I made a on my other podcast I was talking about uh I was talking about how I think big, bigger market teams are probably going to do better. I don't know. I think that players and free agency will probably just go go to bigger market teams to expand their brand. You know, because I don't, I don't know if yeah. like money, like because money might be a little bit obviously getting affected in in some sort of way. So I think players mm-hmm. will will definitely try to target you know on their free agent list probably bigger market teams. I don't know if that's yeah, valid sure. especially. Pl- yeah, or just players that like have like big player up because like like especially a guy like uh like Hayward like the belief in the organi- organization was that he was gonna come back but just like on like a longer term deal like instead of like taking the thirty three mil player option he'd come back on like a three year like sixty mil deal or whatever the fuck but yeah. now that this whole thing's going on like I wouldn't be surprised if he just takes that thirty two thirty two or thirty three mil for just that season then like the extension talks happen in the other year and same with like Tatum and stuff or like or anyone on the rookie scale like that wants to get paid like Tatum or like Ingram or whatever the hell right yeah I I think that was a good discussion about I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was really relevant um obviously there's not too much to talk about with this whole ongoing pandemic unless you want to talk about throwback games which I've been really into as of recent oh yeah I've been watching hell a lot of those (laughs) yeah a lot um and uh yeah uh that pretty much uh sums up that uh that portion 
I want to talk about, uh, you know, before we go ahead and you know, wrap this thing up, talk about the Thunder a little bit because, uh, and obviously we can't really continue because, you know, we're not sure if the season's going to go on and what we've reiterated before. But I want to get your thoughts on, because over the off season, big trade uh, with PG and the Clippers. And let, let's talk about what your reaction was to that trade. To the PG trade? Yeah, to the PG trade. Initially. I think since I felt kind of like we were going to go in a different direction since we lost, obviously, in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Even with all the things that PG and Russ said, you know, with that whole situation with them at their their house or whatever, talking about how they're here to stay, uh, you can never really trust that. But I, I just kind of felt like if we're going to move on, we have to move on from both because we tried Russ just by himself. Obviously, he did a great job for what he had, but mm-hmm. it didn't lead us any playoff success at all. And then we brought in PG, and it still really didn't do anything. So I felt like if we're going to yeah. make one move, we're going to make the other move. So when I first heard about it, I kind of thought of it were like... You, were you kind of like bracing for like, oh, shit, we're going to lose Russ too? Oh, yeah. I, I, I kind of felt like at the time we're going to lose Russ at the same time. Um, and yeah. it wasn't really that bad of a situation, to be honest. We got like seven middle schoolers out of those two trades with all the picks we <laughs> thrown in. So <laughs> seven middle schoolers. I mean, yeah, those picks are for twenty twenty five, so you ain't wrong, uh... bro. <laughs> seven middle schoolers. <laughs> but yeah, we we got we got all that talent wrapped up, so I ain't even mad about that. And to be honest, we, we, we still put together a, a pretty good team and arguably better than last season, even though we're, quote-unquote, on the cusp of the playoffs. But we're doing <laughs> we're doing good so far. And um, with, with the – I don't mean to step out of the boundaries of the question, but with the, the okay. rust trade, right? No, you're good. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really much to be had there for his contract value. So getting yeah. CP was really one of the best options we could have got back um, because right. obviously we signed him back uh, a few years ago to that, that big max. And uh, there just mm-hmm. isn't many people I can max that contract or want to at that. So CP made the most yeah. sense in my opinion. So I think it went about as well as we could. And Sam Presti, obviously with his, his great drafting abilities, I, I'm, I'm confident. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you're talking about CP3 kind of ties into what I was going to ask, which is really cool. Like, how do you feel like the narrative of CP3 and OKC has changed? Because like people forget that like when y'all first got him, like there was immediate talks of like the Thunder should buy out Chris Paul. Chris Paul shouldn't play for the Thunder. Blah 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 blah. And now that he's like on the Thunder, like an All Star leading y'all to the playoffs. Like, how how like how did you personally feel throughout like that entire process of like, getting CP3 and now like to where we are now with him? I guess. <laughs> so definitely at the start, I mean, people were opposed to it. And even myself, the only reason I was opposed to it at the time was because I, I was scared with his injury history. And it's very well known how he gets injured late in the late in the playoffs. You know, he just can't handle it. Yeah. But it seems I mean, like surprisingly, he stayed healthy through the season. Sorry to interrupt, but he did stay healthy through the season, if I do recall, right? Right. Like he didn't like really miss too mm-hmm. many games. Yeah. I right, go on. Um, so it really just came down to can he mesh well with this young talent? Because if he can, then obviously you see where we're at right now. We're doing great, and we're arguably doing better than when they had, you know, Russ and PG on the same team, uh, just as a, as a whole team team wide standard. And having him with that young talent, he's really propelled those guys. It's worked out well, and we started off slow, but we we definitely picked it up. We've been doing great 
ever since like the first 25 or so games. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I like your guys' team a lot, honestly. Uh, one of my favorite teams, I think. Uh, and I'm sorry if I offended you guys earlier. Um, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry about me. I ain't the Thunder fan. You, that's, that's lucky you got to apologize. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you talk about Prescott, you, you know, I was infer. I mean, I was just uh, listening to what you were talking about him, and you know, you were you were praising him in a sense with uh, with CP3 and whatnot. Let, let's talk about Presky. You know, where where does he rank among, among GMs for you? Like, because I mean, I think he's done a great job developing. Um, now, you know, trading, you know, Harden. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But again, yeah. you know, let's talk about Presky. You know, what where do you where do you see him among the top GMs in the NBA? Like, where do you rank him? I guess he's top five for sure. Um... He, okay. He's really great with with draft picks, uh, as he's proven in the past. Um, his other his other downsides to him, though, is that some people question his uh, his ability to actually develop young talent, and you could mark that up to um, just making great draft picks to begin with. He doesn't really have to develop them if they're already you know they're proven to be great. Um, but he he's doing a, a great job at it. And some people even knocked him for him not developing the talent we have now, it's all on Chris Paul, but I disagree with that. Um, But he's made great trades. Mm -hmm. And like, as we've seen, um, Mm -hmm. also the the drafting ability is really what puts in the head for me. Yeah. I I, I agree with the, sorry to know, but I agree with the angle that um, like that Sam Presti could be like a top five GM, but like the main thing with him is just like his like lack, it was like lack of like ability to fit talent together. Like it's like the first thing that comes to mind was when y'all, uh, was when y'all got some bonus in the old depot, like no fault of like Westbrook or whatever, but like they like just were misused so heavy in that offense. Like, and I think that was a little bit of like Presti's vision to have a little depot as a three and D guy and some most of like a stretch four. But like, I, I, that was more of that, Billy Donovan's vision. Yeah, that was more of like a Billy Donovan. And like, uh, I mean, you can say those were Billy Donovan and Sam Presti, but Sam Presti did kind of like tie a little bit into that. But like, other than that, yeah, Sam Presti's a great GM. Yeah, he, he does. I, I really think like. And I think, I mean, the, yeah. and I think the fact that like the federal yeah. can trust him like so much and allows him to make these big moves like kind of like helps him in a sense, you know? Because like some GMs are like they're asking, right, they're they're timid, but he's not timid. Like third degree burns, but yeah, he's not timid. Yeah, he'll go for it. Like, like say what you want about the mellow trade, but I mean, you gotta admit, like he fucking went for that shit, man. Like same with the PG trade, like he went for it and worked out. Oh well, yeah. like now he got another good team. Like it's yeah. fine. Yeah, you you mentioned that he just he goes for it and also. Let, let's let's not be remiss. I mean, he knows what to do with his assets. Like he he, I think he gets his assets, and he really knows what to do with them. So, That's what I'm saying. I, mean, like, I, I really if like there's him. anybody or any team to have that many picks that they have, I would like it to be under Sam Presti. So yeah, with Presti, yeah, exactly, because he knows how to to deal with them. If you know, and yeah, I I just think he's a great GM. I I really do. And um, yeah, you you pointed out some great some great points. Um, and. This leads me. This leads me to something else because I was watching, or it, it popped up on my social media, but it's also something that's been talked about on Reddit. I saw it on Reddit. I saw it on Instagram. But there is, uh, and Bradley Beal talked about it, how he almost got traded to the Thunder in the 2012 draft, mm-hmm. um, and the Thunder almost almost pulled that trade to send Harden to Washington when you know obviously the the Thunder were obviously talking about his contract and uh, and whatnot. So talk about – have you heard about – well, I'm, I'm sure you've heard about it, but what, what's your thoughts about that? Um, I, 
the way it happened is the way that I, I would have wished it happened. I, it never happened, basically. Um, I think we did better off with h- trading Harden than we would trading him for Beal, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I think I think okay. that getting Beal would be kind of redundant for that team at that point. And I, I definitely think trading Harden away was better than trading him for Bradley Beal at the time. And at the time, it didn't really make much sense to do that either. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm pissed that it's not sexy, but at the same time, y'all still had like, even when y'all trade hard, y'all still had, y'all still had like a shit ton of like perimeter players that like y'all had to give minutes to. So, I mean, like, Beal might not have like gotten too many like touches opportunities. So, I kind of get that. And at the time, we were trying to keep our bigs because we were we were lacking on bigs, and we had. Um, obviously we chose Ibaka as everybody knows. Ibaka, and yeah. I, it was, just, and why I also traded Jeff Green for Kendrick Bergen. So, and I, like, you'll right. Really right. Summer. And I just, I don't think I would have done anything differently if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I think I, I reiterated again, you know, Krusty knows how to use his assets. And I think that's, uh, you know, if you look along the lines of trades that he's done, moves that he's made, I think that, you could come to that full conclusion, um, you know, that I just stated, but yeah, I think that that pretty much caused me you got anything else. Um, actually, uh, just one more question. Like, I know that like the Thunder Sox kind of like, have a separate history, but like, do you like, do you like follow the Sonics at all? Like, do you like keep up with like that history at all? And like, if so, like what's your favorite like player from like that era of basketball, like pre okay. Uh, I, I, I've definitely, I felt obligated to almost look up some of the history on the Sonics and uh, they're a part of other history as well. Uh, just, you know, being beneficiaries of mm-hmm. being at the finals with MJ uh, and stuff like that. And if I had to choose one player, I don't think I could. <laughs> as anticlimactic as that may be. I mean, you could, you could always just say Ray Allen. Make happy, <laughs> uh, Ray Allen's definitely <laughs> up there. Um, but, yes, I but I think fine. I think fine. maybe no, I think maybe I'd have to go with Spencer Haywood just because he was our very first Spencer Haywood. Oh, he a, was our very first kind of superstar. A, a he made multiple All Star teams, and he kind of put us on the map back then. So definitely, definitely with that. Yeah, that, that is kind of true. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, some some people forget that Spencer Haywood like spent like because for some reason he's more known with like uh, the Lakers just because he was on some of those teams. But yeah, he was a stud on those Sonics teams, bro. Absolutely. He's got, like I said, he was our, our first superstar. He really kind of put us on the map, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think we, we went into it. Um, and I guess, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is the right time to ask, but um, but I, I felt like we kind of left off, like, how, how are you a Thunder fan? How did you become a Thunder fan? Oh, yeah, we didn't even fucking ask that. What the fuck? Yeah. We never, we never, we didn't yeah, we that. need to get the local origin story. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so as you know, I live very close to Oklahoma. I live in Ohio. So, <laughs> um, okay. obviously not. It's a joke. Um, <laughs> but it all, I think it all started when I got 2K12. Because 2K12 was my first 2K. And, uh, <laughs> right. And, um, in that game, for some reason, Westbrook and KD were just ungodly. Like, it's OP. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I could literally make any shot with KD, any shot I wanted at any time. And I remember making, like, a league or something like that where I only controlled KD, and I was trying to see how many free throws in a row I could make 
without ever missing in a whole season. Mm-hmm. And it was something ridiculous, like yeah. 98% of them. And I was just like, wow. And there's something about just playing with them that I just kind of got attached to them. And I'm still here to this day. So even with KD leaving. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, there's there's something. I, I know what you're talking about, especially with Westbrook with his intensity electrifying I, I you could do a you about. could do a spin kind of, dunk yeah, in that the, game and it would want, go in 100% of the time oh yeah <laughs> I remember yeah, yeah. sorry to bring it sorry to bring it up they added that animation well, I was talking about D-Way real life did. but yeah <laughs> yeah no but they, they added that animation to like after D-Way did it to perk in the finals and like you just couldn't block <laughs> right. that shit no matter what you did like it was just unguardable <laughs> I think dunks are garbage in general too, but like yeah, the spin dunk, the, the spin, spin dunk, dunk. Perkins, yeah. Before two K fourteen, you couldn't block yeah, dunks. Yeah, the animation. So. Yeah, you couldn't. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so look, I still want to ask you one more thing. Uh, like, since you already mentioned KD and shit, like I know that you said like he was one of the main reasons like you became a fan of the Thunder as you said that you dropped like two million points with him per game on two K, but like. Right. <laughs> When you but like when he originally left the thun, like the Thunder for Warriors, they're not even saying that like he was in the wrong for leaving the Thunders because like he could do the Thunders because he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. But like just le- like, joining the team that like he lost to in the Warriors, like do, do you like forgive him for that now or like is that kind of just like water on the bridge or do you still have like some like little bit of like resentment towards KD for that as a Thunder fan? So I never had resentment against KD to begin with. I right. thought that um, I thought he did what he had to do uh, because he is a very self conscious superstar. Like, he knows what people think about him. And we saw with the whole Twitter fiasco where he made burners and, <laughs> and responded yeah. to people to defend KD himself. So he's he's yeah, obviously – he's very aware. What was that one tweet? What was that one tweet? Like, like KD and Westbrook couldn't win with those cats. They were just athletes. They didn't have no jumpers. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. um, he's very aware of what people think of him. And when you lose to a 73-win team – with the same core that you've been running with with year or for years with with Russ, you had Surge. Um, they made it to the finals. They lost there. They made it to the Western Conference Finals, up three one against arguably the best team ever at that point uh, with seventy three wins and unanimous MVP. And they somehow blow the lead. That's got to be super devastating if you're a yeah. superstar of that team. You're taking a lot of flag for that. And everybody expected you to win at that point. And, you know, that kind of started the whole notion of super teams blowing three ones. Um, mm-hmm. So that is what happened later in that playoff. <laughs> <laughs> correct. So from KD's standpoint, it's like you've tried to run it back to the same squad for years and years now. And it's it never worked. It wasn't a, a proven formula. So for him to help his legacy, for him to help how people viewed him, I think yeah. what he did was right for him, and I'm not going to blame him for that. You know, that's a, that's a very good take, Loco. I must admit, I must. <laughs> Man, I'm su- I'm su- I'm surprised. Like, I remember, and also, also, wait before I before I say what I was going to say. Like, I think that actually did help his legacy a decent bit because, like, if you were to say like pre like his Warrior days, like if KD was like top thirty, people would be like, "Bro, what the fuck? Are you crazy? Like, no way in hell." <laughs> But now that he got those like that hardware, now that he got those two rings, two finals MVPs, and those great playoff runs, like you can say like he's like top like fifteen people, like yeah, yeah, it's a respectable take. So yeah, that did kind of help his legacy a lot. Right, and the key part there is winning the finals MVP because everybody thought he was just going to be piggybacking to a yeah, to a ring, but he proved himself yeah. and he he came out as the best player on those final teams, and that yeah. really helped him. I still hold the notion that Curry was the most important, but I do think that KD was just the best on those teams. So. If that makes any sense. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, move, I think. Yeah. But moving on, uh, Loco, you you uh, you're gonna do something that no one's ever done for the first time. You're gonna <laughs> ask Snake a very own question. You're you're flipping the script right now. Is that correct? <laughs> Facts. All right, man, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Snake. So you know, prior to 2014 or 2K14, right? It was said right. earlier that you could not block a shot or block a dunk when somebody oh, was going to dunk, right? That's oh, materialized over the years, right? And I just want to get your feedback when we play, play Pro-Am. How does it feel to get blocked by the backboard? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I was like, I was on Google, like, trying to figure, like, I was trying to get, like, some research oh, to back my up my claims. <laughs> like, I was thinking you are going to, like, I think I was local. Gonna, like, they think it'll allow anyone to ask those questions now, man. <laughs> you know he's he's gonna make me ban people from asking me questions on this podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, I'm kidding. um i have no control on it, over that uh, my player uh was underneath the basket he was facing uh his face was um facing the camera angle and he had the ball and he decided to scoop the ball take the ball under scoop the ball up into the um, upper backboard and it's severely missed um uh, or excuse me it didn't even reach the backboard it hit the bottom of the backboard and oh he's gonna the side you hit the bottom <laughs> i hit didn't i hit the bottom loco yeah well it, it's right? happened so many times i've lost track but yeah oh my god yeah. <laughs> so, so many times well first of all it happened once <laughs> to me it happened once so it only happened once to me uh but yes i was wide open um, I think we're on a fast break. No one was around me. And, That's what um, makes it worse. I, you were wide open, man. Come on. I was wide. Um, no contest. Man, you're, and... you're on two strikes, Loco, with the with the cut situation. That, man. <laughs> one more strike and you're done with Loco, bro. Well, listen, that, that – well, that second strike was kind of called for, but uh, I mean, yeah. Hey, let's, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that's not a bad question. Uh, it was, it was actually. You know what? You sound. I like, I pretty much enjoyed that question, actually. I, I must you say. know what? I was. Well, I didn't enjoy that question. But it was, it was, it was nicely phrased. I liked the way it was phrased. Well, I mean, like, this is democracy, so I enjoyed it. Loco enjoyed it. That's two out of three. We're gonna <laughs> keep asking questions in this podcast. That's a two-thirds majority, man. That's all you need. Yeah, man. Cosmo, exactly. now you're making me. Now you're making me. Uh, <laughs> What? Now you're making me argue or or think in my head about why. Never mind. It's <laughs> <No. laughs> like why. It's like why. This why not? Why? Like, why is this my co-host anymore? <laughs> hey, hey, man! I'm trying not to stay biased. I'm on your side and local side. So. Uh, it's rebelling. <laughs> I'm just, me. I'm just, I'm just a good old shit stirrer right now. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, but we do no, but we in in all fairness though, and all um, you know. To clear the air here, we do have fun on the with the program runs. Oh, yeah. uh, me, Itachi, Loco, and Threesis, who was uh, severely <laughs> pissed off about his jumper the other day. <laughs> but um, yeah, the yeah, only I'm teams that be we, hearing about that. Soon. Yeah, we we are honestly for not playing too. Like obviously, we don't play. Like we played Sunday, I think. Sunday, yeah, Sunday. Uh, and we honestly, for not playing together a lot, we're actually pretty good. And also, um, the only teams we lose to are just some dumb teams that just really like play zone defense and reach at everything that's thrown. We went up so against the only four locks. That was a pro am team. Oh boy! <laughs> oh man! Mm-hmm. We were just warm yeah, up. Yeah. So 
And so pretty much, yes, <laughs> we're warm-up-y. That's what I was going to say. We're pretty much just the team that that appears and uh, is just the random team that this program team is facing on rec before they go and play their real program games. So they're, they're like, you know what? Um, if we don't win by 50 or 50 or more, we got to run it back. We stopped them from getting 100, though. So <laughs> that's, uh, You know what? Congratulations. That's a Congratulations. That's a round of applause. Round of applause. That's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, I think we had a really good convo. Um, suffered uh, some real uh, difficult and prolonged uh, techni- technical issues, but we got around them. Uh, it was yeah, great man. having you on, Loco. Thank you for joining us. Um, and uh, yeah, absolutely, that's man. Gonna do it. Any last? You know words, what? This uh, is Cosmo? definitely my top two favorite podcast of all time. I've done with you, Snake. <laughs> Definitely wow, that, man! Yeah, wow. I know, big right? sample that's size. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a high. That's a high honor, Loco. You better appreciate that. Lot, bro. Yeah. Well, what's well, what's top two? Is it is it? Are we including your podcast with Slun or no? Uh, no. I'm just saying for this season, this is definitely top two. Oh, well, like undoubtedly, you got you got to give high praise to your to the second episode ever on the Harvard Amino podcast. Yeah, which is yours. of course. Yeah. We we shouldn't leave that out. Is that tied for second, or are we just gonna leave? Uh, I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna say tied for second. I'm gonna say tied for second. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna try and I'm not gonna try and uh, be controversial. I'm gonna say tied for now. Yeah, yeah, Cosmo, you're 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 getting on to something. You you were complaining about the time that you got on the second episode. You yep. now you now you're siding with Loco about me hitting the ball <laughs> on the backboard. Like this is. Hey, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all a plan. It's all a plan. Eventually, I'm gonna take over. I'm just, I'm just kidding. He's gonna, he's it's, gonna, just, it's all fun and games. He's gonna. Well, I mean, eventually. I can't just, wait. I can't wait for eventually for someone to take you out of context. Be like, do Snake and Cosmo actually despise each other? Like, <laughs> like, it's like you can tell by the way Cosmo said the one thing that he actually doesn't like Snake just based on his language. I'm like, uh, imagine okay. it's imagine it's featured on Harwood. <laughs> I would feature it. Honestly. I would feature just it. Honestly, just rumors. Disturb. I would. Yeah. No, I would feature just to stir more shit, man. I'm serious. <laughs> Maybe we can get a lot more viewers. Maybe maybe double. Yeah, dude, viewers. we got it. We got a clickbait. Next episode, it's like Snake and Cosmo fight on podcast question. <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. So. True. 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 Indeed. Yeah. True. True. Um, that's gonna wrap it up, Doug. Uh, I already asked kind of Cosmo. Uh, he, he was he was getting to my head today, so I don't want, I don't really want to hear from him anymore. <laughs> but Loco, Loco, any any last words, Loco? We appreciate you coming on. I, I, I mean, I, you you kind of summed it all up with yeah. the Thunder yeah, being yeah. on the cusp. Clock, so, Nation. yep, Clock yep. Nation. <laughs> That's going to be the topic of today's episode: Thunder on the cusp. Well, no, I think the 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 topic should be Quack Nation. I'm down oh, with yeah. that. Duck Nation. Okay. Duck Nation. All right. It's a good way to sum it up and wrap it up. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's gonna do it for episode thirteen in total, but episode two on season two. I've been your host, Snake. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode on the, of the Hardwood Meal Podcast. We're available on all three streaming platforms wherever you guys get your podcast. So check us out. It's been me, Cosmo, and Loco, and we're out, guys. Peace. Ah right, man, peace. <laughs>